Hey, what's up, listener? Thank you for pressing play. This week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast, we've got a final trailer for the Joker movie, a quick update on the Disney Sony Spider-Man divorce, and we dig into all the Marvel and Disney news and trailers announced at this year's D23 Expo. All that and a whole bunch more in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Thursday, August 29th, 2019. Yo, 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 this is Rob Liefeld, creator of Deadpool, Cable, X-Force, Domino. You are listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. You want the most up-to-date comic movie and TV news? You found it. Fun? You bet. Puppets? With substance abuse issues? Oddly, yes. Only here on the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Does it get any better than this? I don't think so. Listen, Rob Liefeld, creator of all the stuff you love. Saying to you, listen to the Jock and Nerd podcast. So sexy, so awesome. I never miss it. And uh, it's my favorite thing in forever. It's spectacular. It's awesome. I love it. Jock and Nerd. Pop it like it's hot. Check. Check one. All right. This is really fans out there. Let's give it up. Jock and Nerd. Be funny. Disturb it. Hello, what's up, listener? Thanks for joining us and welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news. Reviews and whatever we choose. Jockey nerd. My name is Imran. My name's Rugberto. He's the rug boy. And he's the nerd. <laughs> yes, it's just we're riding just the two of us this week, everybody. Yeah, we're we're Tonyless. We're Tonyless. We're Anthonyless. We're Jockless. We're Sans Jock. No jocks here. Um yeah. Anthony, uh this week, uh he is at a rehearsal dinner for a wedding. So they're going to practice eating? I don't understand rehearsal dinners. How I've been eating dinner my whole life, and I seem to be doing fine. Now, unless it's like a synchronized uh, eating where you bite. You remember a Karate Kid 2 when they had tea and it was like a choreographed dance to get tea? Yeah, maybe there's like a flash mob like at dinner <laughs> and, you know, bite on the floor. Bite on the floor. Oh, You're man. messing this up. God, that's a hack bit. This is going great. I just realized that I went to Karate Kid. And I was like, okay, that's that's racially insensitive. (laughs) It's not, though. Because it's Asian adjacent. They have a ceremony for tea, and Anthony has to practice how Uh, to eat dinner. Uh, Ladies, it's it's not his wedding. so Bro, do you even podcast? Sometimes. It's not his wedding, so uh, everyone just calm down. But you're, but he's you're probably in the bridal party. He knows he's in the party, yeah, and then he's got to go to the wedding line. Right, talking right, a lot bleh, about bleh, bleh. <laughs> The point is, he's not here, Rugs, and oh boy, do we have so much awesome geek boner geek stuff boner. to talk about. Let's get into it right now. The Jock, Jock and Ned Podcast. Before we get to the big uh, Disney uh, expo there, uh, we got to talk about something that just dropped yesterday. As we record, and it is the final trailer for the Joker movie. Geek Todd Phillips directing, starring Joaquin Phoenix. 
Uh, did you get a chance to watch this trailer, Rux? I think I watched it a couple times. What did you think? Can I just tell you? I'm going to tell you what I think, even though I just asked you what did you think. Go for it. Real quick. Uh, before, I was like, I was not on the fence uh, of this movie. I was like hanging off the fence, still hanging, uh, you know, holding on on the inside. Uh, after this trailer, I have jumped off the fence and I'm running straight towards the house. Oh, shit. Holy shit. Wow. This, uh, the, the first thing I thought of was like, this is art. This is an art film. Gorgeous shots. Uh, I loved a lot of things. What did you think, Rux? Well, let's see. When I first saw the trailer, uh, the, the first one, I was like, okay, I'm going to go on faith that Scorsese's kind of like driving this thing, uh, you know, and behind it. And you got a great actor. So I'm like, even if it's not great, Joaquin will be great. You have Joaquin Phoenix. Absolutely. So, when I saw this trailer, uh, I think I saw this in front of a few people. Okay. And they all were like, this looks like a good movie. And I was like, okay, yeah. Well, now it's like that validates what I was thinking all along. Well, it's like such not a comic booky comic book movie, which I love. It looks like a Scorsese film. It looks like the comedian, you know. Uh, this is Taxi Driver meets Kings of Comedy. Yeah. Gorgeous cinematography. Uh, and uh, I love his laugh. I think the laugh is eerie. The trailer's creepy. I love in the one shot where he's laughing as he's walking down the hall and then he just stops and he's like normal. Like he can't help it. Like it was just like a little twitch. Yeah. It's it. There is like a king of comedy in there. There's definitely a huge uh, kind of callback to that. I mean, the parallel is De Niro as the talk show host. Yeah. Uh, and the, the moment of humiliation, uh, public humiliation, while it looks like his mom is dying in the background. That's going to take you over the edge. He looks like he's like a rent-a-clown type of thing. Yeah. Like, I'll go There's to parties. something about, like, he's a clown by day but wants to be a comic at night, but no one thinks he's funny and people think he's crazy. He gets beat up a lot because he probably laughs at the wrong times, you know? Yeah, maybe, maybe. You're not supposed to laugh. Maybe he's got a nervous tick where he laughs. Yes, I love that. Uh, I uh, I don't know. We're uh, This is all... It's, it's all it's, speculation. Uh, yeah, this isn't like confirmed that he does this. We just guess it. We know though this is what he watched. He watched people who have this pathological disorder, pathological laughter to inspire this. Uh I love how creepy like he's painting his tongue. Like what the hell is that? Why are you painting <laughs> your tongue? That's not that's nuts. Yeah. I mean, this is kind of like we know Okay, so first things first is like we're, we know that this isn't going to be the status quo of the Joker. Unless it like does billions of dollars. Well, that's the thing. They said you know. it's a one-off, but it makes shitloads of money. They're gonna be it like, might be a, yeah. Joaquin, you want to make four more of these? He's gonna be like, yeah. no. But this now, is. Now, do you think it's gonna make a lot of money? I don't know. It's a it's R-rated, small budget. I think these trailers are really uh, ta- hooking people in. People who don't, you know, who are maybe burned out on comic book movies are also gonna be excited. Yeah, people who don't like superhero stuff might be into this because it's kind of like a. Crime psychological thing. You yeah, know? it's this guy is just losing his mind. It's 1981 Gotham. It's another Joker with makeup on, just like Heath Ledger. And I think just like Heath Ledger, he's got a good shot at winning a fucking Oscar for this. Like, you play the yeah. Joker, you got a shot at winning the Oscar. That's pretty I much think, how it goes. I think that I don't think Joaquin Phoenix can sit there and look at a shitty script no. and just do it. Um, I, I would probably bet that he would do something more experimental and risky. Rather than something that's like cheesy and bad. This is definitely looks experimental and just yeah. gritty. You see, I love how he's already getting punched by a Wayne. That's Tom Swain running for mayor and he punches him in the face. So 
you know, the, 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 and the Arthur Fleck, uh, the, his name is weird. Like who is Arthur Fleck? I love the whole chaos in a subway with the masks and how he can kind of slip away. And I honestly hope, so you also see Mark Maron in that one shot. You notice that right. standing next to De Niro. So he wants him to introduce him as Joker. Oh shit. That's crazy. And then the final shot of where he's on the show and the curtains open. And part of me hopes that the movie ends with him just fucking gassing everyone and they all die. Oh, shit. what do you think? Could they do that? Maybe he kills himself and everybody in there. I mean, I think if this isn't the Joker, this is the guy who inspires the Joker because there may even be a. I think there's a young Bruce Wayne in this. Right. So you think that this guy maybe kills himself and. And everybody in that room. And I just, that I will, is, uh, it's caught on TV. Yeah, it's talked oh, yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. And then someone assumes, like, re- resurrects him and becomes the Joker. Possibly the Joker is like a moniker, you know? It can be passed down. And I love how he says that. He doesn't say the Joker. He's like, can you introduce me as Joker? Uh, I just want to see that scene from the Dark Knight Retur- Returns comic book where the Joker gasses the whole studio audience and they all have the demented smiles and it was all I mean, on TV. at this point they can do it because you know that whole thing is blown the dark knight's been blown like it's been destroyed yeah, you by might as well take PBS. that part and pull it out put it in here who cares you know it's like it's at this point see this is the thing it's like this movie it doesn't pretend to be in in continuity it's doing a different thing i think if it succeeds maybe we'll get more but i don't think they're intending on it i think no. it's a one-off they probably should kill off the character at the end of this so we can have the finality of it, right? I hope they they're do, smart. Yeah. They, yeah. yeah, yeah. That way we know there was no speculating, oh, it's going to be with the Batman, and you know, if they just kill him it's at the end. It's a complete story. Yeah. The one thing that confuses me, though, is the kiss with Zazie Beats. Like, she, like, digs this creepy dude. Is it the one thing he's got? Uh, maybe she's crazy. Maybe she's crazy. Maybe that's in his head. Maybe that's not really happening. Uh, you know, his therapist breaks up with him. And then there's just one shot in this I love where he's backstage and he's it's he's in Joker makeup and he's holding a cigarette and it's all like blue and the camera's slowly pushing it. It looks fucking sick. I am super really, really impressed with what I saw here. I can't wait for this movie in October. I think it's going to be really, really good and something different. Hey, I, that's what I'm saying. My expectations are not that it's going to be a uh, comic book Joker. It's going to be something different. And it hopefully he dies at the end and it could be an open and closed book. So I could enjoy this movie without worrying if it's going to, you know, the maybe it's for the better. Maybe it's the best Joker story ever told and everybody's satisfied with it. But and you just, I feel like yeah. he should die at the end of this. You just close it out. It's being shown at festivals. We should hear a lot more soon. Listener, let us know what you think of the new Joker trailer. Join the discussion. Get involved. Join our Facebook group. It's called Jock and Nerd Nation. There's a bunch of listeners in there and people who we've turned into listeners because they found the group and they're hanging out. It's closed. It's exclusive just for you guys. Uh, sign up. Get in there. Muck it up. Muck it about. And everyone has been cool. Everyone be cool. Uh, all right. Before we get to D23, let's get an update on the big story that was kind of looming over D23. And that is, as you heard us go have our therapy session last episode, the divorce between Disney and Sony over the custody rights of one Spider-Man. Uh, basically, look, it was weird. They, he was all over the banners. Tom Holland was there. So was Kevin Feige because he's in a Pixar movie called Onward. There has not been any official release from Disney yet. 
but the I hear more sources saying Disney's the one who who stepped away, right? Which it was like Disney made an offer, Sony said, said no, didn't counter, and Disney's like, all right, we're out, we don't need this. Mm. That's so that's kind of the shift. But Kevin Feige and Tom Holland both made comments seeming to say that yes, Spider Man is no longer in the MCU. Kevin Feige was like, this wasn't a deal that was going to last forever. We had great five films. We knew it was always going to end at some point, which is interesting because they kind of left the end of Far From Home in a spot where you can't actually transition. And Tom Holland confirming, I am still going to play Spider-Man in Spider-Man 3. Oh, shit. Apparently, he was in a pitch meeting for the third movie, and he's like, it's going to be different, but it's going to be great. And it's been, he's like, I love you 3000. It's been great being in the MCU, but we're going to continue. Uh, Little tug of war over director John Watts between Disney and Sony. And now I'm reading other studios actively courting him. Yeah, it's a win-win. Like, I guess if you want to keep continuity between both movies, having the same director is probably a clutch thing. I don't really like his direction. I think anybody could do, no offense to the John Watts, I think you could put anybody else in there to do the same thing. Yeah, so I don't really think he's the factor. I just think that they want continuity. They want somebody who knows both films. Tom Holland is the continuity. Now, Ruggs, real quick, you gave a pitch last week and you tweeted a pitch and I really liked it. Can you, you got a chance to think about it. Give us that pitch again. This is why the listener should follow at really rock by on Twitter rugs. You had a great pitch for what Sony should do after this. How should they proceed? Give us your read this tweet out. Okay. I'm going to read it kind of, but like, okay, how Sony should proceed with Spider-Man. So at the end of the movie, he's outed. People know who he is. So he's obviously can't stay in New York. He's got to be on the run. It'd be logical if you want to send him to San Fran. San Francisco, and that's where Eddie and Venom are. And you make it so, like, uh, Eddie and Venom break up, and Pete gets Venom. He wears the black suit for a while, but then ends up, you know, knowing that it makes him uncomfortable and do weird shit, so he rejects it. And then Venom and Eddie reunite, and, like, kind of Venom wants to get back at Peter, so... Now they both hate Peter Parker. Yeah, well, I guess... The and Eddie. Right. So, anyway, so Pete goes back, I guess goes back to New York... And uh, hides out, and uh, Venom goes to find them. Like he, he decides let's get the fuck away from Venom. So um, they can't find Peter. So they impersonate Spider Man, which like since it was on him, they could be like you know, you know Spider Man look, look however they want, right? And people think that that's Spider Man, and they see Peter in the same place, and then that clears his name. Cool. Blah blah blah. Yeah. So his names gets cleared. So that's out of the way, and then um, there's an epic battle i mean that's a really simple story we could probably add more levels to it add more people um but i want there to be a five year jump right after that after he clears his name and he's in college and he uh, aunt may cuts her hair does something to like d (laughs) d it's five years later she's a little older yeah she just (laughs) decides to cut her hair and just kind of look a little bit more like aunt may and not play up the her tits and ass so much yeah and then um in college, Pete meets Harry Osborn, who's struggling to keep up in college. And uh, the movie ends with the introduction of Norman Osborn, and you, you get to finally get him looming in the background. Not necessarily the goblin. So we get the five-year jump, and um, and that ends the movie. But if you think that's too simple of a movie, you can also have uh, Craven the Hunter brought in to hunt Spider-Man, and it's really a Venom and Craven fight. 
And Craven gets his ass kicked really bad because Venom's like super powerful and lethal. Oh, jeez. And then yeah. that could send Craven like running for the hills. He never does never find out that that's not Spider-Man. So he's that gives him a motivation of like fear of of of, of Spider-Man. Because if he really fought the real Spider-Man, he probably would have like he probably would have talked it out or something. So um, you have him as now uh, a, a beaten enemy that you can come back to the next movie, and you don't have to set him up. You could just have him, you know, be there. And uh, where else? Do we, where else do we can we go with this? We can go with the Scorpion. Yeah, you still have Matt the next movie. out there. Yeah, we still have like sequels. Yeah, now, we're one sequel. We're, we're one movie in. You can have uh, Craven and Venom. Then you can have uh, Carnage come back in the next movie because they already have Venom ties. You can have Craven in the thing. And then the last movie can be Green Goblin and the Scorpion or something. And then I like this team. note where you can have Jameson uh, apologize to Peter for ruining his name, and then he gives him a job. Yes. So that now you, all of a sudden you get yeah at the and end of the first movie. And he's in college, movie. and yes. he's an adult. I, you know, I I love this. Sony Pictures, I hope you're listening. Well, because they, they want to do all this stuff. Uh, they want to make a Craven movie. They want a Venom movie. Uh, I feel like if this really... You know, maybe negotiations are still happening. I don't know. But I'm kind of I'm okay with if uh, Tom Holland goes off this way with Sony because now you can put him in that Venom movie and you can have Venom and Spider-Man and Carnage all in one movie. You can kind of do a little bit of your pitch in the Venom movie. You can go through the storyline through the different characters. There's a lot of things you could do. Right. I just wanted there to be a way to clear his name, get the Venom thing in there, but still save room for Carnage in another movie and you know, kind of like bring his cast to a different cast, like, you know, get more of the classical people, the traditional kids in there. I think it would be a good movie. And but- it gets us back to a movie that's actually about Spider-Man and not Spider-Man as an ensemble side piece. Right. Uh, as we've been getting, which has been great, but give me a proper but Spider-Man centric movie. You don't have to spend time building up Venom because he's already built up. Yes. Right. Right. So that you don't have to do that much there. So you have room for another villain. I like it. And you have room for everybody in that movie. It's not like too many things going on at once. They Sony Pictures should hire you right now. <laughs> well done. All right, look. Let's get to the big D23 Expo. We got Marvel and Star Wars casting news, announcements, concept art, trailers. So much stuff to dig into, Rugs. Let's start with the news. Black Panther 2 coming out with Ryan Coogler May 6th. 2022 uh so four years after the first movie i guess yeah, it's a little long it's it's a long ways away i guess this is still part of phase four or maybe this is phase five yeah they should have come in swinging with that with blade uh there's still no name i'm sure it'll get an actual name it's just called black panther 2 and maybe hopefully they'll introduce the submariner namor would be amazing yeah, they might need time to develop all that shit it's a whole other universe they got to do yeah that that's the farthest namor. so they start with that they start with that news and i'm like oh shit then Marvel confirms they're, uh, they've announced, you know, in phase four, they announced five movies and five Disney plus live action TV shows. They're adding three more Disney plus TV shows. Miss Marvel, Moon Knight, and She-Hulk. Geek Boner. Shit. Holy shit. This almost made me cry because I was like, oh my God, because you know what this means, Rugs? You can introduce these characters here and now because it's all under the same house. They can show up in the movies. Uh, this is very exciting. What did you think of these three? I kind of want to dig into all three of these characters if people are not familiar with them. I think all three are good choices. I'm actually, I'm, I'm down for all three of these. 
Yeah, this was <laughs> this was a crazy announcement. All right, Miss Marvel, possibly my most anticipated out of these three for very personal reasons. Of course, you know this is uh, <laughs> Kamala Khan. She is the fourth person to be Miss Marvel. Her first right. appearance was in Captain Marvel seventeen. 2013. So she just introduced a few years ago, but she is a Pakistani American girl raised Muslim from Jersey City represents Jersey. Uh, and it's pretty much the joke that I always say is, wait, I'm Miss Marvel. That was me. It's more like my sister. If like my sister grew up and she had super heroic powers, she would be Miss Marvel. Um, Holy crap, what a great, written and created by the great G. Willow Wilson, who is a American white woman Muslim convert, and she nails the Pakistani-American household. It was like reading about my life. Uh, yeah, this The series will be helmed by Bisha K. Ali, and actually, Ruggs, G. Willow Wilson actually had a, a valid concern. She's like, the only thing about this is Miss Marvel's powers are really comic booky. Remember how we talk about stretchy powers? Yeah, I don't think they work for the screen. I think they look lame on screen. Her powers, she's kind of inhuman. She was activated by the Terrigen Mist. But her powers are that she gets bigger and smaller. Sometimes just her fist gets big. She can, can she can stretch. Yeah, they're going to have to do something. They're goofy comic booky powers. Like, how could you, how do you use that in a cool way or alter it or tweak it to make it cool it, i don't know it works on the page you could i mean aside from like you don't want to make her a jessica jones where she's just strong she's never going to use her powers basically you know she but how do you i don't know on on, on you know if her fist just i mean gets look big, we've seen the, the problem is is what we've seen the incredibles yeah where they do this shit all the time yeah yeah and it's cartoony, and it's going to remind people of that. It's going to depend on the tone of the show. Is it going to be like an after school? It's going to be comedy. It's yeah. going to be a comedy. It's going to be. So a, like, and do you want your first representation of a female Pakistani superhero to be like taken as a, a a joke? It's. I don't think it's a joke, but it should be comedy because she's a lot like Peter Parker. The book is very humorous. The book is very charming. She is funny. Uh, right. So it fits the tone. It is like, it's like if you do Saved by the Bell with a superhero. Like it's kind of like that. Like it's fun ensemble cast. Um, All right, as long as you, I mean, you're the big fan. I mean, I like the character. Whenever I see her, she's seems to be uh, jubilant and, and excited to be a superhero and everything. And I like that enthusiasm. That's the thing about her. She just loves being there. She's like, holy shit! Like that's Miss yeah. Marvel. That's Captain America. Look at all this shit. This is crazy. You know, of course, inspired but, by Captain Marvel. Yeah, that's like a Peter thing. Yeah, now yeah. give that to Peter. Yeah, but like, yeah. So, so here again, even though we just they just lost Peter Parker, here you have the perfect replacement yeah, for I Peter hope Parker. It does well. You know, you could put her right in that same tone these Spider Man movies are, and you wouldn't be pissing that many people off. Uh, casting wise, Rogs, I have found Miss Marvel. Disney, All right, just let's stop. Take a look. You need to hire this actress. Her name is Sophia Ali. Sophia Taylor Ali, she is 23. She is a Pakistani-American actress and writer. She's been on Grey's Anatomy, done a bunch of TV. Oh, yeah. She's, and she's super cute. Oh, yeah. This is a, this is, this is a good Th- one. That's her, dude. She, she can play a teenage uh, New Jersey chick, Pakistani-American New Jersey chick, no problem. Yeah, she, you're gonna, they have to actually make her look uglier. 
They, she's they might. Hot. She's very pretty. Stop right there. Yeah. I've done all the like work that, for that you. That would be definitely a breakout star right there. Because if, you know, I kind of. Have you seen her acting? That's uh, Well, I don't know. And there's not, <laughs> look, there's not a lot of Pakistani American actresses out there. No, there are, well, straight Pakistani, no. No, Pakistani like, that, American. There's a lot of Pakistani actresses. Oh, yeah. yeah Pakistani right. American, no. And if they have to go. Not Pakistani American because the talent dictates this person is better. She that's fine, but at least start here. Sophia Ali, I've done all the work for you. Send me my checks in the mail, Disney. Send me the check. All right, let's, <laughs> I would go for that. Right? That really uh, that adds a lot of allure to it. I was looking. I was like, who could play her? Yeah. There's also that girl from uh uh still uh Mr. Robot, and she's on Glow. That Indian, the Indian girl. Yeah. She's not bad. She could yeah. do the job, and there's another one. No, she'd be more of a comedic person. Yeah, she definitely has comedy chops, but she wouldn't be as more of like the uh, the the heartthrob person, right? Sophia Ali, hella cute. She could do the job. Yeah, uh, Moon Knight rugs. What do you know about Moon Knight? Well, he's he's kind of complicated. He's this dude who uh, has multiple personalities. He got the he embodies the fist of Hanshu. Is that the, the Egyptian god? Yes. Yes. The god of the moon. Yes. Mark Spector, uh, often described as Batman with uh, personality disorder. Yeah. So he's Marvel's got five Batman. personalities. Yeah. The, he creates different ones. Uh, and uh, there's a couple of great runs. First of all, Miss Marvel, if you want to know more about her, just read, go find Miss Marvel number one from like 2013, 2014. Start there. That sounds like a pretty easy it started number one. Marvel number one. No, yeah, but it's okay, easy sure. to find because it's not that old. It's in trade. It's very consistent. Read that. Moon Knight. I just, I just thought that was very like, okay. Just start there. Uh, where else do I start? Moon Knight first I'll appearance. Start at number five. Don't start at number five. <laughs> you could start at number five, but I would recommend you start at number yeah, one. Yeah, don't do that. Uh, Moon Knight first appearance. Werewolf by Night, number 32, August 1975. He's got some great runs by Bill Sienkiewicz. Did him for a while. Really awesome. And then most recently, Jeff Lemire did a version of Moon Knight where he wakes up at a mental institute and he doesn't know what's going on. And the the inmates and the people working there seem to have powers. And these Egyptian gods come to him and he kind of he blacks out and becomes Moon Knight. It's, I think they should do Fight Club. That's what they yes, should do. Like a Tyler. Oh, I like that. A Tyler Durden version. Of yeah. Moon Knight, that makes sense. And some sense. of them play together. Some of them don't know who, who we like. They some of them play well together. Some of them don't know. And he would be Mark played. Spector would be like Ed Norton, like he has no idea he's gone out as Moon Knight and done this shit. He's just watching it on TV later, not knowing it's him. Yeah, he's just like I like shit. that. I like that. That's the way to go. That's the way I would do it. You think you can pull this off? These are going to be PG thirteen shows. You think they can pull this off in a PG thirteen? Well, I mean, format? just because it's Fight Club, like Mister Robot's Fight Club too. That's true. There's ways to make it uh, a little, but it is Disney, and I don't know how dark they're going to do. Do you have any casting thoughts on this, Rugs? Dude, this one's easy to cast. You could cast anybody, I guess. Uh, yeah, know, I mean, like, I almost would. He's uh, traditionally Jewish in the comic yes, book. Yes, that's, that's what I've yep. been reading all on Twitter. Yeah, I don't yeah, know if it's true. Yeah, no, yeah, that's what but I heard, too. Now, like, there's kind of like a call out from that 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 be represented as well. I mean, I wouldn't mind. Well, a, I do. I mean, that's pretty likely. I wouldn't. Would, well, yeah, it's not uh, hard. Yeah. So they might have a chance. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't mind like an unknown, completely unknown. That's good. Throw him in here. Yeah. I seen the name, two names uh, batted around Andrew Garfield. Oh, that would be great. I think he could do a good moon Knight. He's got like the, he's a good actor. Body. He's a good actor. What about JGL? Joseph Gordon Levitt. Cause you got to remember all these people, 
They also need. Oh, that would be a get, man. That's a great one for him. These people need to be movie quality actors because they he's are Batman adjacent. Yeah. He he's act. Blake. He's Robin. He's an amazing actor. He's not doing the Sandman. Remember, he was going to try to make a Sandman movie. That's dead. It's going to TV on Netflix. I mean, look, I. To, to be honest with you, if you rolled the dice and told me Andrew Garfield was going to be playing like a multiple personality dude, yeah. I wouldn't bat an eyelash. That's something totally in his wheelhouse. He does accents. Yeah, he does all yeah. kinds of shit. Yeah. There's the two uh, names I had. Jordan, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jordan. I, I, make, I make him into Joseph one word. Joseph-Levitt. Yeah. <laughs> J-G-L. J-G-L. Um, I don't think right off the bat that he could do it so it might be more of a challenge for him it might be like a heath ledger thing where you don't expect them to do the kind of performance that he does so it's a layup for garfield you know there's still the casting of uh keanu is not anything yet right that i mean he was supposed to be cast as he's not something. gonna be moon knight i don't think he's gonna be moon knight but no, you, need, be on TV. you need movie people all right uh so that one i'm i'm, I'm psyched for and then she hulk is gonna be awesome and the funniest thing about this announcement is reading all the idiots who don't realize the character's legacy going, oh, now they made Hulk a girl too? I'm this is sick what, of this feminism. Oh, shit. Like, new ah. MCU fans, I was like, people. really? Dude, that's These hilarious. are the people that don't know shit that are watching these movies, talking about movies on Twitter. We're going to make Hulk a girl now. Dude. People telling you me that Tom Holland fucks. is the end all be all. It's people who don't know what the fuck they're First appearance, She Hulk, Savage She Hulk, number one, February 1980. Actually created by Stan Lee and John Buscema. Yeah. In 1980, She-Hulk's real name, Jennifer Walters. She is Bruce Banner's cousin. She's a lawyer. Blood transfusion. She had, right? Bruce gave her a blood transfusion when she got hurt by something. There was an accident or the mob was after her. He happened to be the Hulk at the time when he gave her the blood. So she can Hulk out. She gets bigger. She gets green. But she retains her brain. A lot like we saw Hulk in Endgame. And like I even think they kind of set that up in Endgame, having Bruce figure out how to combine the two personas. Right. He can easily help his cousin, Jennifer Walters. Now, do you do this like a CGI like they did Hulk? Or do you do go old school and attribute to the Bill Bixby Lou Ferrigno show and cast two people? I mean, I don't know. They could do that. They might have to do that because in the comics, like she's in the court doing lawyer stuff as the as Green as She Hulk, not as Jennifer Walters. She gets I mean, stuck as She Hulk. Cool. They should do it that way, but you need like a see that like, that's the thing. You have to find a large woman like that embodies She Hulk. You need a bodybuilder for this. Like the only point that you would do this. Okay, this is the thing. When they did Lou Ferrigno, they didn't have CG, right? Right. So they had no way to make a guy bigger than just to get a gigantic dude. Just get a gigantic dude right? and then make him wear small so clothes and then rip it. And we flex. can get a gigantic woman, yeah. too. Yeah. But I think that, see, the thing about. Now it's going to be the same. It has Ferrigno, to be the same person. He just had the, he just had the grunt. Right. And his acting ability was not to he be that good. You didn't have to act like Bill Bixby. No, yeah. he didn't have to act like a person. Right. He just had to be the Hulk. Yeah. But uh, Jennifer Walters is a. Is a person with 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 her brain and everything and the Hulk very, body, and she's so, very smart. So you're going to have to be able to transition between the two people. All right, you had a couple of good picks for this character. They might have to go CG or or something. Who would you I put in this role, Rugs? You had a couple of good picks on Twitter. What did who did you pick? Well, I went number one. I just uh, Bridget Regan mm -hmm. because she's unknown. She looks great in green. There's a scene from the John Wick where she's bathed in green light. Oh, I'm like, oh she my God. was in the John Wick. She was also an Agent Carter. Yeah. The third season. She's tall. She's very, yeah. very statuesque. Yeah. She's 
totally looks like the comic book, uh, you know, face. Yeah, the same yeah, architecture yeah, of the face. Yeah, it looks yeah, like a comic yeah, book face. That's not bad. Um, then I, of course, uh, Eva Mendez, because she's kind of like a, she's kind of got a big frame, but she's like kind of bodacious, but she's got attitude. And she's, she's like, she seems like she's really smart, you know? That one I never, and, I didn't think of Eva Mendez. That one came out of right field for me. I was like, huh, okay, I can see it. I can see it. Like, she's kind of like a smart alecky yes, thing. And, I'm not saying she's like a rocket science, but she seems she's like. She's smart quick. and tough. She can play smart yeah. and tough. And then you got Morena B- Bakarin from uh, Gotham. Uh, look, and, and Deadpool, I, more Morena Bakarin is always a good thing for me. Yeah, I can't she's, get always, she's a staple. She can act. Yeah. She knows how to do things. Yeah. So I feel like. You know, I think those are good picks. Uh, you you had I got a couple, couple of names. Ones. How about the Rosario Dawson? She'd also be good, right? I feel like that she's kind of tiny, but yeah, but so is a, the next Eliza Dushku, who voiced She Hulk in many cartoons. If they mocap her, like she's a tiny girl too, so they're, so. they're gonna have to mocap this like they did uh, Ruffalo in 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 the movie, like they make this Hulk, like that's mocap. Do that? Why not? They're gonna do that. Why not? Make that level good yeah. graphics? No way. Dude, they'll put money into this because these these are, well, these characters are going to show up in the movies. They're going to have to do that. Why wouldn't they just get it out of the way? This is what I think they'll do. It, it, you're you're going to laugh when okay. I say this. All right? I would rather... <laughs> this is going to be such a fucking bullshit thing to pull off. <laughs> but they hire a freaking bodybuilder okay. and, they, and they face swap and them. And they do a deep fake. Yes. Well, look, we've seen that. We've seen that done seamlessly many times. That w- imagine, like, the woman has to act, and the face has... That, that's probably easier to do than to actually to make a the fake full mocap. Wow. So then you're kind of combining the CGI and practical. I kind of like that. It would look It would look real. I don't know how real it would look. Because but, I mean, it, it might... If you do it to a high level, I think it could be good. Because, like, some of these, some of these deep fakes actually look really they look cool. Amazing. But you always, you always see something off. Yeah. Is she as big as the Hulk is? She Hulk like standing. She's got to be at least over six feet. Yeah, at least it's got to be something that at least um, takes her from the average person. It's got. She's got to be a little bit larger than life. Dude, these are amazing. Wowie zowie! New characters, new TV shows. I I only hope they don't make the mistake with these that the Marvel shows did on Netflix, and that they're not all the same fucking tone. You know, the Mar- those Netflix shows all kind of became same samey. It was the same shit uh, every well, every season, every every of every different show. There's opportunities to do a comedy yes. with Miss Marvel. Yep. Moon Knight is a do dark like a Moon Knight, yep. like a Fight Club, yep. like a like a Mr. Robot. And She Hulk is your Law and Order in the MCU. That's all it yeah. is, right there. Yeah, it's your lawyer procedural, and she just happens to be a She Hulk. I love it. All right, next. There you got it. Next yeah. big announcement. John motherfucking Snow is joining the MCU. Oh, shit. Kid Harrington cast as Dane Whitman, the Black Knight, in the Eternals. He's joining Rob Stark, Richard Madden, back together on the same project. Which one of these motherfuckers dies first this time? Uh, I we can't wait to find <laughs> out. Rugs, Black Knight, super obscure Avenger. What do you know about him? I remember him from back in the 80s. He was always uh, there. Uh, I remember him from uh, the Marvel Handbook of the Marvel Universe. Yeah, yeah. he's got a and he's got like a magical yeah, sword. Yeah, he rides a fucking he rides a, a horse and he's got a Black Knight outfit. Like a Pegasus he rides. Oh, yeah, he rides a Pegasus. So first appearance, Black Knight number one, May 1955, created by Stan Lee and Joe Manili. But this first Black Knight was actually like a, a knight of the round table. Like it was medieval times. It was actually yeah. back then. 
Kit is playing Dane Whitman, who is the third person to be the Black Knight. His first appearance, The Avengers number 47 in 1967, created by Roy Thomas. John Buscema, also in the books, he has a romance with Cersei of the Eternals. Right. And we know who's playing Cersei now. Gemma Chan. That's a great kid. Playing Cersei in the Eternals, the first person to be recast in the MCU. She played Minerva in Captain Marvel. Yeah. That's okay. She was under makeup, and I think she died. Yeah, it doesn't even matter. She's she's a good pick. She's been in uh, Crazy Rich Asians. Crazy, she's been yep. in the show Humans. Yep. Um. So, and I I noticed her though there, and I thought that hey, she should be in movies. And so Barry Kilgan is Druig, and uh, the all of them except for uh, what's his name, Kit Harrington, took the stage. Uh, with Kumail Nanjiani and Selma Hayek and uh, Angelina Jolie and, and Richard Madden. And they had concept art of their costumes. Rugs, I have a feeling you're not a fan of this concept I art. I don't like the costumes. Do you like them? They're kind of, I, I, I feel like this is like a one. Like if you really like them, no, no, tell no, me I feel like, like this is like the one a beginning version of the costumes and they may get crazier. Uh, they appear to be kind of similar, you know, in, in, in royalty and just different shades of colors. I don't know. It's fun. I, mean, I get what they're doing, yeah. but it's kind of like it just feels like more of the same. Like, you know, everyone's I mean? color coded a little bit, you know, but it matches their characters in the comic books, the it's colors like, to a, like, to a like, degree. Like, for example, like normal people yeah. wear, wear high contrasting colors all the time. Right. These are not. These, these are very low contrasting colors. It can get muddy. And it gets muddy. Yeah. It's like it doesn't. You don't get a pop of design. Like that's why I love Spider Man's costume so much because it just you even like it just pops. It just has that those nice breakaway lines. And I know that they're not in costumes. This is what they hang out in 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 uh, wherever they're from. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. The Eternals. No, dude. Uh, Spider Man's costume. Even when this is why. Even when I was a kid, I was just drawn to those eyes and the red and the webs, and I didn't know what yeah. it was. But I just think that the comics are way more flamboyant than this. And so, I mean, that's a Spider-Man can keep his flamboyancy and all that stuff because it just, it works right. with who he is. But I think what they're trying to make it like they're not suit, like he's a superhero. He's wearing a suit doing stuff. Uh, these guys are just existing in their own kind of world. And this is how they dress there. So they're not wearing like costumes on purpose, but I feel like it just should be the, the craziness of the comic book designs could be just reflected a little bit more and man, have a little bit more. It may, it may oomph. evolve. You're right though. They do feel like, like it doesn't have to look like the comic books. I right. just say like, this just looks so like, you know, it's not a really little more uh, pop, maybe a little more color, a little more contrast. No, I mean like you got like guys who have like, like really cool designs and color break, color breaks. And they're not in this. Well, stuff for example, and, like Brian Tyree Henry's costume in the comics, uh, it's purple with yellow accents on the border, and the concept art is all like purple and dark, and there's none of that yellow. You know, there's none of that contrast. Yeah. Uh, but the sprite, the little girl sprite one, looks like the little what's is that? What's that kid's name? What's that character? That's sprite, right? Like the little annoying yeah, thing. sprite. Yeah, yeah, and that's uh, seven up sprite. Sprite fifty fifty. It's all good. Yeah, Remember fifty fifty. Hmm. Uh, juicy. Uh, all right. Look, that we got a little bit more Marvel news from D23. Let's take a quick break here. Got to play some promos, promote some other shows, share the love. We'll be right back after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. 
We'll get you back to your podcasty goodness now in a minute. First, we'd like to take a second to tell you about our marginally better podcast, the 365 Flex Podcast. I am the Scottish Whedon Whore Chris. And I am the Pissy X Video Store Clerk Kev. And we bring you the latest movie and TV news, reviews and rants. All that and a bunch of top fives that you really will not care about. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Libsyn and all other third-party podcasting apps. And on top of all that, you'll get free access to our indie talk. You'll hear us speaking with directors, producers, actors, comic book creators and artists about their experiences. Don't forget to drop us five stars and follow us on the Facebooks and the Twitters. Told them not to go in the water. Hi, I'm Jen. I'm Brian. And I'm Henno. We're three friends that talk about mental health, wellness and our lives. Through articles and tips, we share what has worked for us on our paths overcoming depression, anxiety, bipolar disorder, alcoholism, and addiction. Come join us on our journey. You can find us anywhere you listen to your podcast. Just search for The Crazy Life. Remember, wiggle your toes and just keep breathing. Listener, if you enjoy the show and want more show, you want bonus content, join our fan club. Visit jockinner.com slash Patreon, where you can support the show monetarily and get access to a whole other podcast feed that has all the shows out there early and tons of bonus content, post shows, uh, movie reviews, whole bonus episodes. Uh, and in terms of value, listener, if you guys are, you know, if you are giving a dollar, maybe... I suggest thinking about uh, increasing that a little because the last few months with Anthony spinoff show rugs, you realize we've been doing eight to nine episodes uh, for free every, wow. every month. Jogging nerd. Eight to it's a lot of content. Lots really of is. hours of content. If you get value out of that, just uh, show us what kind of value sign up for the Patreon uh, for, and you get fun stuff like Anthony's not here, but you could hear his thoughts on the D 23 announcements right now. On the Patreon, just for our fan club members, jockinner.com slash Patreon. Continuing on at the Marvel uh, presentation at D23, they got a good look, new footage of Black Widow. There's a poster. Apparently, she's got a white widow suit. Right. Uh, this poster is kind of sick because, first of all, her costume starting to have like the gold. Uh, long cylindrical bullet things that she has in the comics, you know, along, right. around the wrist. I love that. You mm-hmm. see Elena Pugh on one side, you see Taskmaster in the background, and you see David Harbour as the Guardian in profile, which, that's cool. He's like Russia's Captain America. He's got the beard. And he's got a big beard. I yeah. could ask you with my red guardian hands. Uh, and there's a lot of other pe- people. Uh, the, uh, this, the action and the, and the stuff, the descriptions coming out from this look cool. What do you think, Rogs? Are you getting excited for the Black Widow? Oh, I'm, I'm excited to see what Taskmaster's all about. Uh, of course, you know, Scarlett Johansson's fine. She does, you know, her job and she'll be fine. She does it and, well. Yeah. She's been great in all the other, in all the movies and however they've done her. I think my favorite, uh, one is probably uh, Civil War. I was going right? to say she's really good in Civil War. That's the one. Where's the one where she's tied to the chair while she's on the phone and still kill? Oh, that's Avengers number 
too. That's eventually Ultron. Know. There's a couple of good bits in there, but her. I'm not sure. I don't remember. They're all kind of blurry. I know down. her and uh, her and uh, Steve opening Civil War. Always good. She's great in that movie. Oh, she was also great in fucking Winter Soldier with the ashes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was Winter Soldier. That's what I'm talking about. Civil War and Winter Soldier. But it's about time she got her own movies. Which is the one where, like, which is the one with, um, where she's running through the, uh, the market and she's kicking everybody's ass. Oh, that that stunt work was pretty good. That was, uh, in a shaky cam there, but like in Africa, right? That was Civil War. Yeah. Yeah. That was Civil War. That's very good. So to see her full out fight people just like her and Taskmaster mimicking, uh, it's a lot like I watched. There was more gameplay footage from that Avengers game, and there's a whole scene where she fights you, uh, you as her fight Taskmaster in the game. It's pretty oh, cool. Shit. Yeah, they, so they're they're, they're telegraphing a little bit, but I'm excited to see David Harbor. Uh, that's coming up May 2020. Uh, the next announcement is pretty crazy. The Falcon and Winter Soldier show they will face U.S. Agent. Oh shit! A long evil, time evil Captain, evil Captain America, who's super patriot, long time. Uh, character from the Captain America comic books. He is being played by Wyatt Russell, who, if you watch Black Mirror, you've seen the playtest episode, Rugs? Um, the, yes. The one where he goes to do be the video game tester, and you're never sure if he's still in the video game. It's like, right. you know, it's, a, it's Inception video game. That dude is playing U.S. Agent, which confirms the, the plot that the government really doesn't want Sam Wilson to be the next Captain America. What do you know about U.S. Agent Rugs? What else can he tell us? Oh man, I, I off the top of my head, yeah. I just remember him being uh, at one point considered to be Captain America. Yes, like they 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 had him be actual Captain America. He like cleaned up his act or something. Well, he started as a super patriot, and it's another. I like similar to Red Guardian. It's another version of like this Captain America idea. So U.S. Agent once. Cap kind of lost trust in the government and turned his back to the U.S. government. They got U.S. agent because he was all gung-ho loyal to the government, could do whatever right. he wanted, and actually became Captain America. So I love that they, they've they made another super soldier to stop, to go and take down Sam so that he can't be, or to steal the Captain America shield and the mantle from him. I don't know. Uh, if you check Wyatt Russell's IMDb, I learned another little Easter egg. U.S. agent will also be in WandaVision. Oh, shit. He's in both oh, series. So Falcon's coming out first. Falcon, Winter Soldier, and then WandaVision comes out later. So this character is going to cross over. Show crossovers. Yes. Ooh. Show crossovers. Not only that, Sharon Carter is returning in Falcon and Winter Soldier as Agent 13. Cool. That'll be cool. I wonder where she was the whole time. You Do you think uh, Cap ever told Peggy that, like, uh, so... Peggy, I know I'm back after 45 years. I tried and traveled. We can live together. I got something to confess. I may in the future have made out with your niece. I'm sorry. I know it's weird. Yeah, they just dumped her. They froze her up really. But I really kissed her. Sharon Carter. <laughs> yes. They fucking how, used her as a plot device. Uh, and that was it. How awkward. That's an awkward conversation. Steve. Because had that's, to have what, that's what happens when the fans start dictating what yes. like their, their ship with Peggy was so hardcore. That they have to do. Yeah. That they just dump Sharon Carter, which is the logical thing. Instead of making him go back to the Disney happy ending yeah. of having to go back in time and live his whole life with Peggy Carter. It's weird. <laughs> it's, a little- I mean, it's even weirder when you go back when he, when he goes back. It's like it's already weird that he's like into the chick that is kind of related to her, 
but it's even worse when he goes into the past. Time travel and first cousins is definitely hard. Yeah. Hard thing to work around. <laughs> um, I mean, weird things have happened in the comics, but yes. I mean, it's just like you got the opportunity not to do that. Hey, at least we got to pandering. see her again. So yeah, I'm happy that they're going to use her. It's fine. Yeah, sure. Uh, more cast announcements returning as uh, Darcy and Jimmy Woo. Cat Dennings, Randall Parks will be in WandaVision. Uh, we haven't seen Darcy since Thor 2. Ooh. I love Cat Dennings, Darcy. She was hilarious. And remember Randall Park in uh, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp? Yeah. Jimmy Woo. They will both be in WandaVision. And they put out this crazy concept art. of. Did you see this painting of, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Scarlet Witch and Vision on a couch in like a 50s environment. Watching the TV, and I love the shadow that's being thrown on the back of the wall. You see uh, her Scarlet Witch head headdress in the shadow, and then in the Vision shadow, you see the jewel in his head. This is really weird because this looks like a fifties. I'm like, how? What are they doing? So Paul Bettany actually uh, had something to say about what the show is going to be. He says it happens to be a mashup between a couple of our favorite comics that will remain nameless. And but also a mashup, and this is all from Kevin Feige's fevered imagination, a mashup of American sitcoms throughout the eras. Oh shit! And it tumbles into kind of a chaotic, messed up story. Then it ends up in a more familiar Marvel narrative. Rugs, what mm. do you think is going on here? I don't know. I'm like they're gonna bend reality. I don't understand what's going on here. Vision have, is for all intents and purposes be a program dead. or something. I don't know. This is what I think it is. They said that uh, she's going to become Scar. Wanda was going to become Scarlet Witch in this, right? I think she is putting up this illusion to cope with not having the vision. And the in the illusions, they're just going through different TV shows. It's the only thing she knows from watching TV. So it's not reality. But the comics that he talked about, there's that great Tom King vision series where he moves to the suburbs. And he makes a whole family. He has an android wife and dog and two kids. And they just try to live a normal life. This is going to lead into Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So that it could be what you said, Rugs. Remember, you're like, it's a reverse House of M. Maybe that's still a thing. Right. It could be that. That's crazy. I just feel like it either is the vision. They're trying to get the vision back yeah. online. Yeah. And they're using this. like, Oh, kinda- maybe they're in his head. Yeah, in like they're trying to re- he's trying to reconstruct a reality with her in there walking around. It's like there's a thing called the framework on Agents of Shield, where you go. It's yeah. like a matrix. It's like the matrix. Yeah. Uh, so or she could be, be creating this illusion. I hope we get to see more of her powers. But I think it makes more sense that because that uh, the divisions you don't know if he's ever coming back to corporal reality. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Because if because like why why would she be casting a vision or casting our warping reality around like a, a like a dead body basically well and like the, you he know has to be alive i was it's kind of surprising that there was no uh there's no mention of him in endgame they didn't even like address any of that did they right you know he's just gone out of commission dead who knows i would think that the illogical thing since vision is a artificial you know human being yes that they're trying to fix him. Oh, and you know, without he's still without. They even said it in um, 
in Infinity War that even with the stone, without the stone, he's still something. Yeah, he's still parts of all these things, and maybe her magic is the key. Maybe yeah. she magically. So uh, I've, that show's going to be crazy. All these shows are going to be crazy. They also revealed some art for the What If series uh, at Peggy Carter animated as Captain America, although she's Captain Britain because she's British. So, yeah, if she took the serum, it wouldn't have been a Captain America, would it? Should have been like, no. I'm, I want. Why would they give her the serum though? She's British and she's not. Loyal I don't know. Us. Look in this. In this, still, she's got Union Jack inside the middle right. of the shield and on her. Hopefully, they have a good explanation for this. But I mean, is it no? It's a what if? Does it matter? It's a what if. And my other remember my other question was, what is this going to look like? Uh, many people comparing this animation to Star Wars Resistance show that's going to be out. And from from this still, it looks sick. Like if it looks like this, I think it, I think it's going to be awesome. What do you think of how it looks so far? I need to see it in motion, but it looks pretty cool. Yeah, the still's pretty good. And then the other rumor I heard is they're going to do one episode of each 23 MCU movies, twisting it up. And that's going to be like the whole run of the show. Really? Which is crazy. Meaning. So they're going to take every movie and what if it. And what if it. Meaning there's there's two Spider-Man movies in there. Oh, shit. Spider-Man may not be completely out. You know, the whole rights thing is for television and film rights. Not animation rights. I think Marvel still owns the Spider-Man animation yeah, rights. Yeah, they make Marvel cartoons they make them, on yep, Disney all the time. They make all the... You know what? You're going to hate this, Rugs. They are bringing back Spider-Man and his amazing friends, but it's... You're going to so... Just throw up in your mouth when I say that. It is a show for preschoolers. Oh, shit. They're making a preschool version of Spider-Man for preschoolers. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, because it's for kids. I mean, it's for the real little kids. It's it's like it, there's a <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. Like if you want to do that, it's fine. No one's looking at that and uh, saying this isn't my Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. It's like Muppet Babies version of Spider-Man. Yeah, we or know something. that. Like yeah. that's clearly so different than what it should be that it's its own thing. I just think that's man. You know, and this is the Disney genius is they make something for every age group, so they. They get you from when you're a baby and they don't now they don't let you go. Yes, they don't let you go. Even when you're an adult now and then you have kids, you are in it even deeper. The cycle. Holy shit. It's genius. It's evil fucking genius. Disney. Uh, So excited for the what if. And then last thing, Kate Heron will be director of the Loki series. Uh, I'm not familiar with her work, but at least there's a director. Uh, Let's move on to. The Star Wars news, because there was a lot of Star Wars news. Also, Rugs, did you see this special look? It wasn't a trailer. Rise of Skywalker special look, but it might as well have been a trailer. Be- I didn't see a special look. You saw the trailer. It's got extra. I saw something that was like it's a got montage footage. Yes. with footage from both things. So it, this is the one that. Is that it? Ha- yes. It's like two minutes long. Yes. Half of it is clips from the first seven yeah. or eight movies. And I got to say, some of that stuff was giving me tingles, kind of to walk down memory lane. Yeah, you remember how great those were. Yes, movies. you're like, oh, shit. Like, oh, shit. Remember this? Remember Darth Maul? Remember all this shit? And then it cuts to the new footage. Uh, and there's some great shots in here. What did you think of the new stuff, Rugs? Does it give you any any more geek boner excitement, any hope? Does it change anything for you? Not really. I mean, look, I, I know that... Um Ryan Johnson's whatever he did is going to be undone. All undone. J.J. Abrams will put the plates yeah, back by on the JJ shelf. J.J. Abrams. Yes. So um, that I don't know how, how much it's going to dial it back from what they did, but they're going to do something. 
All right, I think. Um, it might end up being a complete disaster, but I mean, that would kill the franchise. You know, like, I think. like Game of Thrones, they need to stick this landing. They need, I want a satisfying conclusion yeah. to this nine movie it's really, fucking epic saga. There could be, there, look, there is room for a great movie to happen, and there is a, enough wiggle room where you can kind of salvage, yep, you know, the, the feeling about Star Wars. Like, I think a lot of people are like pissed off. Yeah. And kind of like disenfranchised. And if if this goes wrong, then you're done. So there's, here's a couple of things I already I like. The the one shot of the core group of heroes together, finally. Poe Dameron and Ray and Finn and Chewie and 3, 3PO. These are your main characters. And they didn't fucking meet until the end of the second movie, right? Oh, shit. You're like, what are you doing? They just met. Like, move this shit along. So finally... They're all hanging out. They're probably in the Millennium Falcon. They're on this planet where there's like a festival going on. And then a shot of Carrie Fisher as General Leia. Reused footage of the late Carrie Fisher put into this movie. Looks amazing. Like, you can't tell this is from another movie. Uh, And then the shot of all the ships showing up. You see a lot of old school ships in this. There's fucking Y-Wings and B-Wings and X-Wings and ships from the original trilogy same with the other side when all the stormtroopers, the death, the, the store, what are those things called? The big imperial starships show up. Right. Uh, that's cool. 3PO with red eyes. What does that mean? Is he evil? You think he turns evil? He just smoked one. Oh, right he's now. stoned. That's oh, it. Shit. 3PO is like, <laughs> my balls was hot. He just smoked a fat. Yeah, he had the chronic. Blunt. <laughs> that, you know, in the comics, in the Darth Vader comics, there's an evil 3PO called Triple Zero, and he's hilarious. He has red eyes. And he's constantly talking about how he's going to kill everyone in a snarky way. I hope that's him then. So I don't know if that's if they're going to do a flip on this. Uh, What else is cool? Oh, the shot of Ray and uh, what's his face? Emo boy. What's his name? I forgot. Kylo fighting on the part of the submerged Death Star with the water. Uh, Tell me that's not epic. That looks fucking epic. Yeah, I mean. It does look like it. I mean, all the movies have great trailers. The trailers are always good. I'll give you <laughs> yeah. that much. Uh, and then they give you the fake out. Is Ray turning to the dark side? We see her with a hood like Darth Maul with purple shit on her face like Palpatine. Right. She's got this sick double red saber that's parallel and then snaps down. Why would they give that away yeah. in the trailer? No, clearly. It's got to be this is, a. You, dude, how many of these movies have visions? How many times have these Luke yeah. had visions? She had visions. There's always visions. They would not give that away. This is a vision. It's a misdirect. If that's like a that's a good giveaway. Now, there's no way that's could, like a real thing. It could be a vision. Some people say it's like a uh it's a robot or a it clone? could be a, is she clone? a clone that was cloned from like Luke Skywalker's hand. I don't know. It's really really ridiculous. That, but that's the thing is they wouldn't give away a big moment like that in this trailer. Like there there there's a reason. That's not what it appears to be. But that fucking lightsaber think- is sick though. I think this is a part of a masturbation fa- uh, fantasy. <laughs> yes. What? By, uh, <laughs> by, by, by what's who? his name? <laughs> by Kylo Ren. Oh, Kylo. Oh, this is what a Kylo Ren's. Uh, yeah, it's like, Ray, like, what are you doing here? Lady with two lightsabers. Ray, I wish you'd that, tell me before things- you dropped in. I was jerking off. When I saw uh, those two lightsabers, yeah. I just made me think of those like double stick ice pops that oh, used to yeah, crack open. You have to break apart and you could never break them clean. Like yeah. one part would always break off too much. Yeah, that is that's, that's those ice pops. Apparently, uh, in Reb- Star Wars Rebels, there's a dude who has a 
a lightsaber like this already exists. Yeah, in well, canon. Yeah, it's easy. Not even original. It's well, it's part of the it's part of the saga. <laughs> Took some old shit, dusted it off. So I don't know. I'm there a little go. more. This is the big ending of the year coming out in December. It's gonna be. Look, I'm there. Yes. Am I buying tickets for this? Of fucking course. Am I gonna like reserve my right to bitch about it if I don't like it? Probably. Um, do I really care like that much in the grand scheme of things? Eh. If it sucks. No. I mean, it's not like whatever. it's going to be the end of Star Wars. Like, we know you, that. Like when you already get gut punched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like another gut punch is really not going to. You're already. Well, sore. that's. Fine. I think the one thing that it's got going for me is that my 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 bar is going to be so low after watching yeah. Solo and Last Jedi. Like I've got low expectations, so I'll probably enjoy it. I just don't want them to completely redo fucking Return of the Jedi. You know. Like, it's just another Return of the Jedi. Is that Endor? Is there going to be Ewoks? Was that where the Death Star crashed? I don't know. I don't know. The Emperor is definitely back. What do you think about that? We hear him. I kind of hate that, but whatever. We also... He's dead. He's de- well, maybe his spirit... The, the So the people's theories are his spirit is somewhere. And then it'll finally manifest itself. I, I, uh, Ian McDermott's still playing him. But you also hear Darth Vader's breathing for a second in in the in the part of the new stuff. It could be Kylo Ren. Oh, it could be trying to be masturbate. Man, he's bad. Yes. Oh shit! He's got that helmet on. Somebody touch my spaghetti. That's all Kylo wants is somebody to oh, touch his God. spaghetti. Yeah. I was like, I'm sorry, Imran. I won't. I'm in a weird mood. <laughs> That's fine. I'm just gonna roll with it. Other Star Wars announcements: Rugs Clone Wars season seven coming out in February. Cool. On Disney Plus, I know you follow that and it kind of I do like that show. It kind of just so. ended like abruptly, right? And they had didn't yeah. finish up a lot of things. Here's some huge fucking news. Ewan McGregor is returning as Obi-Wan Kenobi on a Disney Plus show. Oh shit. Holy shit. Really? Yes. Before a show, I thought it was for a movie. Oh, the, it, you, well, the, the rumors oh. were for a movie for a long time. People were excited. It was it was gonna be like if solo w- went well. It was going to be the in-between spinoff movies. There was supposed to be a Boba Fett movie, but now it looks like the Boba Fett movie is the Mandalorian and the Ewan and the Obi-Wan movie is now this show, which is amazing. So a couple of details on when this show takes place. It will be eight years after the revenge of the Sith episode three and 11 years before star Wars new hope. So Luke is like eight years old and Obi-Wan is probably in the desert, kind of keeping an eye on him. Doing his own shit, being a badass. But then in eleven oh. years, he's going to turn into Alec Guinness. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I what do you think of that time frame? I think that's there's good stories so you can there, tell there. The story is going to be about a old man stalking a child. Yes, it's going to be about an old man oh. trying to get into the. Sign me oh, up for that boy. one. <laughs> also, this is about the time when like the solo movie happens. All this stuff is happening in this time. But man. People were super excited. I didn't. I didn't know people were going to be that excited to see Ewan McGregor. I thought he was great. Obi Wan. Uh, he's yeah, great. Yeah, it like it sucks to waste him for a TV show. Well, this is not just any TV show, as we will see uh, in a second. Uh, the Rogue One spinoff series with Cassian Andor and Alan Tudyk starts shooting next year. Now, my favorite thing they put out, even more than the Rise of the Skywalker trailer, The Mandalorian, the first show. By John Favreau, the first live-action Star Wars show launches with the service in November 12th. Put out a trailer, Rugs. Mm-hmm. Did you check out this trailer? I seen it, yeah. Listen, this is why I'm saying this doesn't suck. This, this looks like it should be a movie. 
This is Game of Thrones level quality for a TV show. It looks amazing. Apparently, I heard $15 million oh, an episode they are spending. That's Game of Thrones budget. So if you give Ewan McGregor the same thing, it's going to be sick. But wow, I was kind of blown away at how fucking cool and Western-y this looks. I love the, the Western nods, the gunslinger yeah. nods. Uh, the I mean, that one establishing shot yes. that they have. Of him going into that, whatever the fuck he's going into. Yes, where it's the city where you see like a little. Uh, yeah, it just, uh, it just lo- looks epic. Dude, that looks amazing. Like this looks like a, this movie quality is going to be on the, on a TV. Yeah. So I I, I want to see what happens there. I want to see what an action scene looks like. I mean, there, you do a little bit. You see, like he uh, takes out a little gunfight. Dude, that that and, fight in the bar is great because he yeah. he uh, he slams that guy's head down and then he grabs that guy with his rope, pulls him in as he blasts the door that closes and like cuts his head off. Oh shit! That's fucking sick right there. Yeah. And then so, you see frozen carbonite. That's right. Remember Return of the Jedi and Empire? Like, that was an experiment Jabba had. He didn't know if it would work. It worked with Han. So this show takes place uh, eight, uh, three years after Return of the Jedi, after mm-hmm. the Empire has fallen, but before the uh, Force Awakens First Order. So everything's kind of a shit show. And Werner Herzog has a great line saying, bounty hunting is a complicated profession. Isn't it? Also, joining the cast, Ming-Na Wen from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Dude, check out this cast, okay? It's fucking cast. Pedro Pascal playing the Mandalorian. You have Bill Burr is on the show. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Yes. In fact, the one shot, the bald guy you see the, his back of, that might be Bill Burr. Gina Carano. Whoa. Giancarlo Esposito from uh, uh, Breaking Bad and tons of other things. Werner Herzog. Nick Nolte. Taika Waititi is the voice of the droid you see in the trailer, IG-11. Whoa. You see Carl Weathers looking dope as Grief Karga and Ming-Na Wen just added. The series directed by Rick Famuyiwa, Dave Filoni from Star Wars Rebels, Bryce Dallas Howard doing an episode, Taika Waititi doing an episode, John Favreau and George Lucas writing on the eight episodes. Whoa. This is an amazing creative uh, backing. Ludwig Gorenson, the guy who did the music for Black Panther, doing the music. Oh, the shit. more I read about this crew, this is going to be fucking amazing. And the fact that you get to see it right away when Disney Plus launches is such a, a, an amazing plus. Did you sign up for Disney Plus yet, Emerald? Oh, here we go. Here's the next update. So. At D23, they put out this offer to everyone that was there that had a D23 account on the website. They were like, if you sign up for three years for Disney Plus, it will cost less than $4 a month. Oh, shit. Listener, when this show posts, you have one day to actually still grab this offer. It's good till September 2nd. All you have to do is go to D23.com and create a free account. And then, like... A day later, you go. This is what happened to me. I said, first, I went there. The site crashed. I was like, oh, fuck. I went there the next day. It was, it worked. I, I got an account. There was nothing there. I go back the next day to my account and it says redeem offer. So yes, rug boy, we have paid. It was 140 bucks for three oh, years of Disney plus. That's less than $4 a month. Oh shit. You cannot beat this deal. 
But you got to get it now. But you got to get it now before September 2nd. And another huge thank you to, I'm embarrassed because I forgot the name of the listener that sent us the generous donation of 100 bucks for the first year of Disney+. Plus. All you guys, Patreon members, you guys help pay for this. We're going to be reviewing the show. All these shows. Uh, I'm psyched to have signed up at that fucking rate. Like, $4 a month is fucking amazing. So, in terms of when the Disney Plus launches and where, it's going to launch in the United States November 12th. Oh, shit. And be available in Canada and the Netherlands on the same day. The following week, November 19th, Wes Cranford, Yang from Down Under, it will launch in Australia, where he lives, and New Zealand one week later, November 19th. No UK date yet, which is odd. Interesting. I hope they work that out. The problem with that is they have a lot of stuff internationally that they put on Netflix, a lot of Disney stuff, but not in, right. in America. So there's a little bit of a conflict. As far as what devices will support it, here's the list. You will be able to download Disney Plus on Apple TV, TVOS, Android mobile devices, Android TV, Chromecast, web browsers, of course, iPad, iPhone, PlayStation 4, Roku, Roku TV, and Xbox One. Missing from this list is any Amazon Fire TV device. Whoa. So I don't I don't know if that's gonna come later. But right now I can I can catch it on my PlayStation 4. I have Apple TV. Right. No problem. Disney expecting to get 60 to 90 million subscribers by 2025. Do you think they can hit that number, Rugs? Possibly. I mean, 60 is definitely cheap. In the next, like, five years. Yes. I think about 100 million, I don't know. 90 million global. I don't know. They might blow right past They it. might. I mean, but I, but it depends. Dude, everyone who has kids is getting this. This is a great deal. Uh, leading the, the subscriber competition is Netflix at over, I think it's like 158 million subscribers they have right now. So yeah. they that's the goal. I think at least half of what Netflix has. They can get time. in that in that five years. Here's another uh, interesting thing I learned, Rugs. All the shows are going to come out one episode per week. Oh shit. Like the D the Disney like DC, DC Universe, yeah. like Hulu, yeah. they're not dropping them all at once. Now I know people like to binge things, but I like the weekly release because the conversation, the buzz lasts longer. I think it's better for a show. What do you think, Rugs? I think they should re- release him. What they're doing once a week? Once a week, so eight, like eight to ten episodes, six to ten episode series is once a week. So that so the buzz would be two months if you want to binge it. Well, the buzz would be like Game of Thrones. You are watching this event unfold every week for six weeks. People are talking about it. Yeah, but I'm saying you you can binge it after like two months. Yeah, eight, after eight six episodes. weeks, then you could just watch it's not, it. It's not that bad. No. I mean, I think of like, remember? And if I had to wait a, a year to binge yes, watch it, no. then I'd be like, fuck this. And they but, have enough shows. I wonder if they're going to do the DC Universe thing where they do one show at a time. I would love to see like a whole week of programming, like a Monday no, they release need this, to have, Tuesday release this. They need to have stuff every day. Just like you said. Something new, not just like every Friday, this one series will drop for the first six weeks and then the next no, series. Because what are you going to do with your fucking your subscription? You're not going to like you're gonna watch dick all around? The, you want to watch a new show? You can every, watch every over day. 600 episodes of The Simpsons. You could do a lot. There's a lot on there. Uh, also. Yeah, but I mean, like, you, you got to offer something brand new. Yes. For every day. Plus the binging thing. Think about like. Remember Stranger Things was so big and people were talking about it for like two weeks and then that's it. Not like nobody's talking about it anymore. It's over. It's done. 
I like, and remember Game of Thrones? We had a fun six-week conversation with the pop culture fans of what was going on. That was a lot of fun and crazy. Right. So I'm okay with the weekly release. I know it's going to piss off I, some people. If it, if it's what you said, like a show every day, yeah. that's great. Um, I think that asking for seven new shows on a new platform is not a lot. In fact, there should be 14 new shows yeah. or 20 new shows. Yeah, bring it. And they should all be starting very, you know, within a, f- a few bits of each other. You know, as one fades away, it should be another one popping right up. Yeah, they should kind of piggyback them. Uh, it makes sense. You make 20 shows a year. That's not that much. I mean, Netflix probably makes like 50 times those. Shows. These are, but I mean, and these are high production shows with big name stars who are probably doing movies also. And they got to schedule their shit. So, you you know, you're dealing with a really small amount of episodes, lots of money going to these episodes and, and a list stars, man. It's, I can't wait. November 12th. Uh, Rugs, out of all this, what got you the most excited out of the D23? If you have to pick one thing. I don't know. I think the thing that like kind of like was the announcement of the three shows for Marvel. Yeah, that's crazy. That are superhero yeah. shows that are new. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, we're going to see. We already know what the Falcon is about. Right. And, you know, new Winter characters Soldier. introduced. Yeah, I, I want to see new stuff. And that's this is like kind of interesting. Like this whole process of who's going to get cast. How are they going to do it? How are they going to solve this problem? It's, it's interesting. Plus, Anthony made a good point on his Patreon thing. Uh, they this is a great way to bypass the origin movie that can always be a chore. You don't have to set these people up. This will be their origin and you could just throw them in. Like there you can see them setting up the next Avengers with these characters. You can see them setting up the young Avengers a little bit with all the new characters coming in. If you list everyone, we're getting like 15 to 20 new characters in the next few years in the MCU alone. Oh, like shit. that's crazy. Are they going to run out of fucking when are they gonna run out? Are they gonna run out of things? We haven't even touched the Fantastic Four or the X-Men, and we're getting all this shit. Well, that's the thing about comics that people don't really understand or appreciate is that there's been people creating these stories for years and years and years, and their characters are in the thousands. There's still more. There's and there's some of them might overlap, some of them may be repeats of each other and copies of each other. So originality might, you know, kind of thin the herd a little bit. But um, there is a lot. Uh, there's a lot of mining that you can do with this this Marvel property that you there have. There is it's really like limitless. There is still more from from new characters to really old characters. We're seeing them pull. I mean, they're p- fucking Black Knight. Like how many Jesus. good comics? Have there been? There's been a, a lot, a lot of pretty, yeah. really good runs on comics that you can do. Um, characters that nobody's ever heard of. Um, all of these things that that we haven't even touched in the movies because the movies kind of like go their own way a lot of times. We're lucky in the Marvel universe that there's not as much burning of material, right? Like, like as they do in DC, right? Like DC Warner Brothers has has tend to do. Like they blew that whole dark. I can't believe that they yeah. that Dark Knight thing that they. Whereas they you know that. what Marvel does is you'll they'll just take the name and they'll do their own version and they don't burn anything and the good stuff well, is still out there. They don't stick to it enough to burn. <laughs> like they did Ragnarok, yeah, but it's not like any other Ragnarok. Well, Age of Ultron, the comics book is completely different than the movie. Yeah, uh, same thing. Civil War, the main concept is there. That's the only thing. That's it. Everything else is kind of different. I think the teams were different, too. Yeah, and then 
And then Civil War II, like the teams flipped and Captain Marvel yeah. was in there, you know, and uh So yeah, basically if you've seen just like the people on Twitter don't know shit. Yeah. You've seen the movies and done anything else, then you don't really they, they, there's so much more there that you don't know Why about. Why did I make Hulk a girl now? Yeah, I mean Ooh. there's so much that they've tried they've tried everything. <laughs> they have. You know, uh whether it's integral to the character or part of like the fabric of what people should know about the character. I love, you know, I'm really excited for like th- this diversity because look, you got Pakistani Americans are getting excited. People from Jersey are getting excited. Uh, you got Chinese Americans for Shang-Chi getting excited. Hispanic Americans, Latino Americans, you got Selma Hayek. Uh, so much diversity now. We've gone through all the white guys named Chris, and now we're getting all the others. Kumail Nanjani is in a Marvel movie. Like, I never thought I would see the day. Oh, shit. That would happen. This is, it's amazing. Like, I'm, I'm really, I'm really excited for what they got coming. Uh, and let's see, let's see what happens. It's all good stuff for me so far. I'm excited. I mean, these, these things that they're proposing are, are getting more interesting. Like, it's, it, I, I I don't know what's gonna happen like a year down the line, like what they're gonna announce that could be even cooler. Yeah. But there's a lot there. Well, and think about, you know, the Spider Man situation five years from now, he could easily just be back in the MCU. Like, I think he will come back. I think Marvel will let Sony make their movies, hoping that they realize that uh we should kind of renegotiate this. And well be back. I told you what they should do. Yeah, yeah. And just make an offer to buy Spider Man back. But give them a bunch wh- of money. Wh- wh- why would Sony sell their most valuable asset because they have? They, this is all they. It's the biggest thing. Because there. it's the it's the long game. It's like okay, so they have to create movies every five years, right? They have this stench of what happened with the MCU now on them, and they might release a movie and it not do well. That's a big possibility. So why don't you just get ten billion dollars? Right for the character, that's more money than you will ever have made. You have to put up no money. You pocket that money, and that's what you probably would have gotten if you made all those. If other I movies. was Sony and they were like, "We'll give you ten billion dollars," I'd be like, "You know what? Okay." And we're shutting this down. We're done making movies. We've hit our peak. We got ten billion. We don't have anything else. Right. We're just gonna make TVs and Playstations. It's fine. Like we're if good, Disney we're wants to pay. Basically, Disney would have to come up with a number so big that it would make Sony like, oh, that's all the money that we're going to make with Spider-Man anyway. Even if you made 20 movies, we wouldn't make that. I mean, 70 billion? Is that is it worth 70 billion like Fox no, I is? I think 10. I think 10. 10 billion for 900 characters back. If you make them, for example, let's, let's just extrapolate this. $10 billion. Let's say they make a billion dollars from each movie, which is impossible. Yeah. All right. They're, and they're not going to even take home that money. Right. They're gonna that's that a lot of that money if they get half of that money. Yep, so they're really yep. gonna make five billion in ten years. Yeah, with I'd have to if do they had a movie every year, oh, but they're not making it every other year, every three years. So let's say you're that you're talking about securing their financial thing for this company, for that character be bought and paid for for like twenty years. Why wouldn't they take the money? I see, I kinda want Sony to keep holding out though. I and part of me because I want them to challenge Marvel and be like, Look, you don't have everything yeah. And and I think a great fuck you to Disney is if Sony just put Tom Holland in an R-rated Spider-Man movie. Oh, shit. How amazing would that be? Just do <laughs> Craven the Hunter. Like the real way yes, it's supposed to be. Yes. Craven the Hunter, dark, 
R-rated. Or the Sin Eater. Or, yeah, Death of Gene DeWolf, Sin Eater. Do some dark-ass movie. Make it R-rated. Be like, fuck you, Disney. We just fucked up because your character. That's, that's a great part of Spider-Man that no one's getting. That is the best Spider-Man story I, anyone's ever going to read. Craven the Hunter, still to this day. I don't think anybody's written anything better. Right. Uh, and it's so dark. It's so good. I hope they don't fuck that up when they get to that point. Because that is something I'd love to see. But on the other hand, look, if you have guys like Lord and Miller and some of these writers helming the ship at Sony for Spider-Man, it could it could be all right. It could be all right. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, if it's like Into the Spider-Verse, yeah. people will like yeah. it. I won't like it that much. I mean, I like Into the Spider-Verse, but I mean, it's not really. I don't know if these guys are going to be able to deliver what. Kind of even what Sam, close to what Sam Raimi even did. Right. Um, as far as, you know, getting close to the comic books. But I don't know. It, it's like Sony has a better chance of being more true to the comics than MCU. They've already, the MCU has been painted Peter. Peter is a Johnny come lately yeah. into the, into the story. He's on ensemble side. They had to like, they had to like shoehorn him into a, a yep, certain yep, yep, role yep, that he's yep. not really supposed to be. And but like, I think if you, th- I you think Feige was smart. If you think about again, we're far from him ended. Like we said in the beginning, like it, it, he kind of knew like this is the break point. Like we don't know what's going to happen after this, so I kind of need to leave this character in a way where if he comes back, great. If he doesn't, it can for, also work for Spider Man to succeed. The link with Tony Stark, even in the MCU, had to has be, to die. and it did. So it, uh, for all intents and purposes, did. No, it doesn't because he still got the tech. He still got well, Happy Hogan delivering well, no, happy, brand new suits. So Aunt May has to break up with Happy. Happy's out. He's never going to see him again. Do do you? So then you take over like Zendaya and Ned and and Jacob Batalon. So do you think that he's going to go back into the world, reject all of Tony Stark's uh, tech? Well, it's taken away from him. But the thing Maybe. is, they can't even reference any of that shit to explain it. Even oh shit! In the show, no, movie. you don't. You don't. You just what you do is that. He runs away to San Francisco yeah. without the suit or anything. Yeah. You know, he doesn't, he's not Spider-Man. He's just hiding. And then Venom comes into play. Man, if he was, if he had stayed in the MCU, I think it would have been a great play to have Jen- Jennifer Walters, She-Hulk be his lawyer through this and help him clear Peter Parker's name. It could that, that could have been fun, but it's not happening. Well, look, yeah. we don't know. Disney has not made anything official. Negotiations could just be paused. They could still be happening. Oh yeah, just there's no official. A deal word. might come in, yeah. you know, if someone gets smart over Disney, so let me just give them some money and we'll get them back. This is not final by any means, and we, you know we've had so much Spider-Man movies, we weren't going to see him for another five years, anyways. Tell you the truth. Yeah, I think if they come in and give him an offer, they should take yeah. it. For like Disney has to give them money. Disney's trying to get money from them. Yes. It's, it, this is weird. Well, but Disney so. was offering to also co-finance the movie. They were going to pay for half of it, and they wanted like 25%. There was that crazy rumor right afterwards. Remember, Rugs from Cosmic Book News? Yeah, that was not true. Dude, that was a nuts rumor, and none of that happened. I thought, that, you know, our show was going to be outdated before it even posts. Nothing at D23. Still up in the air. Spidey still not in the MCU. Uh, let's move on real quick. I want to give you guys a quick recap of Wizard World 2019 was just in Chicago. And the folks over there, Jerry Milani and PR, nice enough to credential us for a second year in a row. Oh. Yes. Thank you very much. 
I had kind of a busy week. My sister was in town. I had a few hours on the Saturday. So I went on the Saturday. I forgot how big this show was because the last show we saw was Comic-Con Revolution in the same venue. And it was not as big. This one was huge. It was really good. A lot of good vibes. A uh, lot of vendors. Uh, Jeff Goldblum was there. Uh, Henry Winkler was there. Uh, you know, they have the usual cosplay cosplayers, but they weren't that annoying. And they had a cosplay corner rugs. I love this one vendor in the cosplay corner. That dude who just sells weapons and guns and swords that look real. <laughs> that shit. Oh, shit. I always just want to buy one of the guns because they have like that gun from Halo. Like, and all this shit looks like it's made out of metal. Very, very realistic, but it's light. It's always fun. How much does one of those guns go for? Did you look but at the that, You know, the right? prices vary. There's cheaper ones, and there's ones that are, like, a couple hundred dollars to, like, Ooh. you know, tens of dollars. It depends on the quality and the build, but I always just wanted to buy one. Um, I ran into our buddy uh, Juan Gomez, who does the Jock and Nerd Sports matchup, and I bought prints from him this time. So I have Ooh. a print of uh, illustration of the red and blue Spider-Man on a Chicago Cubs background. Oh, neat. And I have black suit Spider-Man on a white Sox background, all black and white. And then I bought Wolverine in his brown costume on a Chicago Bulls kind of background. And on that one, he had a, he added a cute little Easter egg on the shoulder. Uh, he has it's in a circle that says 23 and there's an X behind it, giving it a double meaning. 23. Michael Jordan, and then X-23, uh, you know, Daphne Keene playing X-23. Also, uh, very nice, good artwork. And then, Rugs also ran into Scott Larson, who does the Visitations comics, which is all about, like, ghosts in Chicago. Right. He's been on the show. Across from him, Jerry Conway. Oh, geek boner. If you don't know. My secret identity? No, that's Jerry O'Connell. Oh, Jerry Conway. That's Jerry O'Connell with spray cans, so he can float away. Uh, you're talking about the comic book uh, creator, Legendary right? comic book writer Jerry Conway, only the co-creator of The Punisher. Right. He killed Gwen Stacy. Oh, shit. Uh, and I got two prints signed from him, and briefly, I just had a chance to ask him. I was like, who is your favorite live-action Punisher? And he said, Johnny Bernthal had the most intensity. Oh, really? Yeah, he liked John Bernthal. I liked him as the Punisher. You got to spend the most time, but Jerry Conway was really cool. So, I mean, the last convention I talked to Mike Zek, that was cool. Meeting Jerry Conway. Very cool. Good show. Thank you very much. Wizard world for giving us credentials. There's video games, lots of things. It was a fun time. Uh, I got one thing in news from the nation and then we'll wrap it up. It's time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. Oh, shit. I'm out of toilet paper. Oh, shit. Uh, uh, Tane Reese wrote in after our last uh, episode where we talked about Matrix 4 uh, coming back with uh, Carrie Ann Moss, Keanu Reeves. He says, hey, guys, after listening to the podcast, I thought I'd drop a line to course correct you on a few things from your Matrix comments. At the end of the first movie, when Neo is on the phone, he's not talking to the humans and informing them the Matrix isn't real. He's talking to the machines, informing them of his presence. That's right. Also, at the end of the trilogy, the Matrix still exists. Neo had won the humans outside the Matrix their freedom, but all the humans inside remained there and had no idea of their plight. Neo fought Smith, who was basically a computer virus, and by beating him, preserved the Matrix. 
It's also fairly ambiguous whether or not Neo actually dies. Let me break in here because don't they card his body away in one point? Yeah. Like he's dead. He, his body is dead. My assumption due to the fact that they're looking to cast a young Morpheus, that the eighth version of the matrix will start with Neo playing the role of the mentor like Morpheus did for him. And the reincarnated or version 2.0 Morpheus will be the naive one like Neo was before him. Trinity is likely a program and Neo spends most of his time in the matrix because of that. The film, if it does well, could start a new trilogy with all kinds of new twists and upgrades on the eighth matrix or as a standalone, perhaps young Morpheus finds a way to defeat the machines and free all the humans, which in the first trilogy never happened. Basically, it just reset everything to the status quo. But what do I know? Signed, Bruce Tane. Thanks, Tane, nerd. for writing in. And you're right. They kind of set up Matrix 4 at the end of Matrix Revolutions in a way. Yeah. If you kind of think about well, it. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, when we're talking about stuff off the cuff and uh, we're going to make mistakes like that, that's like we had the right intention. I'm glad he cleared that up though, because I was a little bit. Yes. It's always hard coming off the cuff, but those details are important. And maybe, but then how do you explain that Carrie Ann Moss and Carrie Ann Moss Trinity is dead. So could it be in the real world that their consciousness was uploaded somewhere and then they make a clone or another. I think if you've been in the matrix, they have a copy of you. you. So then if you've ever been in the matrix, you ever have to, well, consciousness has to be in there. So then they, so they probably could easily copy. So they copy you and they just make you like 25 years older for some reason. Because why not? Because that's what you look like. They're not going to de-age uh, Maybe him. I think that maybe Keanu um, is old and he doesn't want to project himself to be younger. With a young, he just wants a. Uh, he wants to be the Morpheus. He, yeah, well, he wants to be his age, his actual age. Right. Because, you know, you see yourself in the Matrix like you're, like, as cool as you want, but outside you're, like, all dirty and shit, right? So uh, he could make himself younger. Yeah. But then they, would, they have to spend money. Yeah, spend money shit. de-aging. Although that's getting a lot easier, and uh, I don't know if it's cheaper, but everyone's... They're not doing it. I mean, like, it would be cool if he was young in the Matrix, and then outside of the Matrix he was old. Keanu. I think he should play him the way he looks now. Like, John yeah. Wick looks badass. He looks still looks great. Carrie Ann Moss could still... She looks fine. She looks good. I don't know. I haven't seen her in anything in a while. She's in, uh, yeah, what do they call it? Uh, Jessica Jones. Oh, that's right. Oh, wait. She looks great in that. That's right. I forgot. She's fucking, uh, uh, what's her name? Jerry. Jerry Hogarth, the storyline you did not care for for the third season no. of Jessica Jones. I liked it in the beginning, but it just kept going. I like the Jerry Hogarth. Uh, all right. That's good stuff. That's the show, Rugs. Where can the listener find you online? You can find me on Twitter at ReallyRugBoy. Come by, say hello. Troll some people with me. Yeah, it's a Have lot of fun. That's what Twitter's for. Frolic in the stupidity with me. Frolic in the, the, the Twitter cesspool of life. Yeah. Show notes for this episode at jockander.com slash 291. We'll have links to everything we talked about, how to subscribe to the show, how to get in touch, how to support the show. If you like the show, listener, share it, post it to your Facebook. Grab the next person you see and give them one of these. Jockander. Shake them. And then run away, and then maybe they'll uh, look up what the fuck you were talking about, or they'll just call the police. Walk up to somebody and say, jock and nerd, and then immediately say, embiggen, and run away. Embiggen, jock and nerd. <laughs> give him a... Embiggen. Walk up to someone, give him one of these. I love this movie. Podcast. Maybe. <laughs> Share the show, listener. That's all we ask. That's how we grow. Word of mouth is the best way to grow our audience. Thanks for hanging out, listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. 
My name is Rugberto. He's the rug boy. And he's the nerd. I'll you next time. I like that show. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah. There you go. Their bottom is is very weak.